You're listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. and welcome to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. Thank you for joining us. I hope you had a good week. Uh, We've been away for a couple of weeks actually, so last week we had a rerun of a past interview with uh, the Taxman and Stealth. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, But this week we're back with a brand new interview with a brand new guest. And what a packed show we have tonight. So um, if you you enjoy uh, long shows... Sit tight and enjoy this uh, this episode of the Sega Lounge because we have not just one but two guests actually. So we have uh, Ian Wall as our main guest to talk about uh, a brand new fan project, an amazing game called Alex Kid in Miracle World 2, uh, which he developed and released uh, recently. Uh, we also have uh, a, a review. A radio Sega review of Alex Kidd in Miracle World 2 that's coming later on during the show. But we have a second guest. So joining us for a short little segment, we have um, Olivier uh, from PanzerDragoonWorld.com. Uh, so that's if you go to PanzerDragoonWorld.com, you'll see that's uh, a link to uh, an online petition to bring back Panzer Dragoon, especially like a, a reboot of. Panzer Dragoon or uh, um, a remake of Panzer Dragoon Saga. So um, Olivier proposes Sega uh, brings back an open world action RPG Panzer Dragoon game. And so that's what we'll be talking about and how you can get involved and uh, back this petition if you want. So stay tuned for that. Not only that, but we also have the return, the long awaited return of Memories of Sega with A Winner With You. This week focusing on a Mega Drive game, so uh, lots of reasons to stay tuned to Radio Sega to listen to the whole show. We have a great show, we have awesome music, and as per usual you can join us on Discord by going to radiose.ga slash discord, radiose.ga slash discord, join us there and join the people listening in and comment on what's happening and let us know if you have any suggestions you can dm me on discord i'm kc over there uh you can also tweet at radio sega or tweet my own personal twitter at kc radio man you can uh tweet me there as well send me your suggestions your ideas for both the sega lounge and radio sega in general so we're always open to feedback that being said there's one more thing that we have on the show and that's usually how we start and kick off the show is with the news desk so this week is no exception we have the return of shedded our sweet soul brother with the week's news on a little segment we like to call news desk news desk hello there i am shedded and welcome to the news desk where we'll dive in on all of the latest news in the world of sega it's been a 
pretty busy week for myself in terms of life and college, but I'll still update you with the most recent Sega announcements from the past few weeks. And we're starting off with a new Humble Bundle that just popped up. Sega and Atlas have partnered with Humble Bundle and Capcom to bring you the Humble Capcom Cross Sega Cross Atlas Bundle, in which you pay what you want for as many number of games on Steam, such as Sonic Adventure 2, Bionic Commando, Xenoclash 2, among other hits from all three publishers, and you can donate all proceedings to charity if you want. The bundle is live for two weeks over at HumbleBundle.com. Sega and Atlas's Tokyo Game Show 2017 lineup has been revealed. During the game conference, titles like Sonic Forces, A Certain Magical Virtual On, Hatsune Miku Project Eva Future Tone DX, Shin Megami Tensei Deep Strange Journey, and Yakuza Kiwami 2 will be playable on the show floor. Tokyo Game Show will start next Thursday and will run until the 24th of September. Sonic Forces had a spin-off Shadow Launch for iOS and possibly Android soon. Sonic Forces Speed Battle is a new multiplayer title that consists on 4-player races with people around the world, with characters like Sonic, Knuckles, Shadow, Vector and many more. From the looks of it, it's a multiplayer version of Sonic Dash set in the locations of Sonic Forces, with more elements. The game is currently out on iOS devices. Time for some updates in regards to previously announced and released games. Hey Sega, if you can stop updating news about the same thing the second I record this, that would be fun. Anyway, apparently, Sonic Forces did get a confirmation of its release date at the end of August. With a confirmed launch date of the 7th of November on North America and Europe, with a 9th of November launch date for Japan. This game will come with a bonus edition, where it will include bonus art cards, an exclusive shadow costume for the hero character in select retailers, and a Sega Slash Atlas pack, which includes avatar cosmetics from various Sega Slash Atlas games, such as Jet Set Radio, Knights, and Persona 5. There's a new update incoming for Endless Space 2, titled Target Locked, a free update to the game that includes the highly requested fighters and bombers add-on, that adds bigger explosions, additional planet destruction cinematics, new tactical cards, and a new quest that will introduce a pirate heroine that Endless Space fans know and love. The update is live now, and with a 25% off Midweek Madness sale on Steam. Since we spoke about it earlier, there's new details about Sega's upcoming crossover A Certain Magical Virtual On, or more specifically, the control styles and its characters. Kuroko Shirai and Mizaki Shokuho are your new characters, and the game has a new translation action mechanic, where it allows you to switch your virtual roid to driving form by pressing a button. This mode allows you to jump and dash in various directions and switch to an attack without interruption. A certain magical virtual on is set for launch on the PS4 and Vita next winter in 2018. Oh, here's one we haven't talked about in ages. Okay, no pun intended. The folks at Gamma Sutra ran an article about the rise of Nindies, talking to developers who have ported their indie games to the Nintendo Switch. One of them was Lizard Cube, developers of Wonder Boy the Dragon Trap, and while the article talks more than sales, 
They have explained that Wonder Boy sold more copies on the Switch than the three other platforms combined, especially since, according to Steam Spy, the game only sold 8,141 copies on PC, which isn't very much. Hey, summer's ending soon, so there's some new content for you in these extras. Sega has partnered up with Insert Going Clothing to bring you new Sonic the Hedgehog apparel with a varsity sports team design for you to gear up in the beginning of a new school year. It varies from a Sonic hoodie for a running club to a Knuckles t-shirt with the famous spiky gloves serving as boxing ones. The new clothing line is available for purchase now. Read Only Memory is back with another Collected Works series, this time focusing on the console that should have lived longer in the West, the Sega Dreamcast. The project, which is being produced in collaboration with Sega, is being funded on Kickstarter, and as of this recording, it's 70% funded of its £68,000 goal. Some tiers include special sleeves for logos of games like Jets of Radio, Fantasy Star Online, and Shenmue. The Kickstarter is live until the 12th of October if you want to pledge. And that is it for this week's news desk. I've been chatted, you can follow me on Twitter at DarkwindPT, on Twitch at Darkwind underscore, and you can follow at Radio Sega on Twitter as well. About next week's news desk though, I'm not sure if I'll be able to record it, because I'll be having my first college classes and my birthday next week. See you all soon! Thank you, Shedded, for the news this week on the News Desk. Uh, don't worry if he isn't able to record a, a News Desk segment next week. We'll actually have the news and I'll do it myself or maybe someone else will join us. Who knows? But stay tuned for more News Desk soon on the Sega Lounge. And now that you're all up to date, it's time to move on with the show and play some music before we bring out our first guest of the week, Ian Wall to tell us more about Alex Kidd in Miracle World 2. So if you're a fan of the Master System original, uh, you know, you have to check out this game. But to, you know, to whet your appetite a little bit, let's play some music from the game. Let's start with the title theme and the main theme of Alex Kidd in Miracle World. You're listening to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega, and we'll be right back with Ian Wall. Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat.
welcome back to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. And this week, our interview segment is, is quite special because I'm here with Ian. Hello, Ian. Hello there. How are you? Ian Wall, right? Yeah. So you, you've got a, a pretty sweet project that we want to talk about and we want to share with the Radio Sega audience. Uh, but before we get into that, Ian, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. So why, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Tell us a bit about your history with video games and stuff like that, please. Sure, no problem. Um, so I'm Ian. Um, I'm 31 years old. I was born in 1986. Um, I'm from, well, I'm, I was born and raised in London, England. I currently live in Essex in England. Um, and I suppose my my first console growing up was the Sega Master System. So I would say, you know, that's responsible for my love of video games to this day. Um, I think I got that around 1990 or 1991. Um, so, you know, I loved the Master System. I played that for a good five years before I then got a, a Super Nintendo. And then I moved on to a Nintendo 64. Blasphemy! Um, Oh no, sorry. <laughs> but just, uh, I'm a Sega. I don't know if I could say I'm a Sega fanboy. It's I'm a, more of a Sega Master System fanboy. But mm-hmm. you know, I love a lot of Nintendo stuff. But you know, I love all games really. So nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I played. I play pretty much most consoles, all the main ones, and I collect quite a bit today. So I sort of own quite a lot of uh, consoles and games as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Yeah, so you, 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 what would you say is your favorite console of all time? Uh, yeah, definitely the Sega Master System. I mean, it was the main console I had growing up, and it's what got me into games. Um, so yeah, it has to be that. Mm-hmm. And so, having played uh, lots of games on other platforms and such, why do you think you still love the, the Master System? What, what, what makes it stand out, apart from uh, being your first console, obviously? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the, the nostalgia factor is, you know, a big part of it, but I mm. think the console itself is, I think it's quite, there's a lot of very good games for it, and people don't realise it, it's very underrated, there's so many good games, mm. and even to this day, I, I still play a lot of them, I come back to them, I even discover new ones to this day, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a really good console, I think its strongest sort of aspect is the, like the games library, the, sort of the ratio of good games to bad games, I think it's, like, it's really strong, there's a lot of good games compared to you know, bad ones, so I think it still holds up really well to this day, like, so you know, there's a lot of very playable games, so yeah, I, I just it's, yeah. I love a lot of them. Excellent, so what you, would you say uh, are your favourite games, if you had to like pick a handful of games? Tough one. Um, so <laughs> the first one that springs to mind, I think, very easy one is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the original game on the Master System. Mm-hmm. Um, that would probably be my favourite game of all time if I had to pick one. Excellent. Um, just love that game. Uh, Wonder Boy 3, obviously, a very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Disney games like Mickey Mouse and uh, Lucky Dime Caper, Donald Duck, they're very good. Um, Master of Darkness, are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, great game. Even if it is a Castlevania clone, people call it. I think it, it does Castlevania better than Castlevania does. So <laughs> it's, it's such a good game. So overlooked. But uh, um, Shinobi, great game. Uh, Black Belt. Even that's a really early title. I think it's still really playable. Really good game. That one I don't know. I think Black Belt. 
black belt. Yeah. Okay. It's so, probably a fighting game, right? Yeah. So it's it's like a side-scrolling beat 'em up type game, I suppose you'd call it. But then mm. the boss fights are kind of one-on-one -on -one sort of battles. So it's uh it's it's got a bit of variety in the gameplay. It's mm -hmm. it's just really good fun. Excellent. Need to check that out <laughs> myself. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and you said you you went from the the master system to the Super Nintendo, right? The SNES. Yes, right. So no yes. Mega Drive in between. No, I never I never owned a Mega Drive back in the days. So mm. I, I had plenty of like friends and family who did own one. So I, I played it plenty, but I never actually owned one myself. I, I end up, I hate to say it, but I end up trading in my master system and all my games. Um, I actually tried to trade it in for a PlayStation at the time because I think that just come out, but uh, <laughs> the, the shop wasn't having that. So I managed to, I managed to get a Super <laughs> Nintendo instead. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. So, um, and so you 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 traded in your your master system, but I somehow find it hard to believe that you don't own one now. Oh no, I do yeah. own one now. Yeah, obviously. So, what 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 rekindled that that love for for the master system? What what brought you back to the system? I think uh, when sort of emulation started getting big around kind of late nineties, early two thousands. So I, when I come across that, I was, you know, I thought it was fantastic. I was able to go back and play, you know, all the games I had and a lot of games I had never played, and I just sort of found lots of new games, and I just my appreciation of appreciation and love for the console just grew even more so it was definitely the emulation I think kind of helped me go back to it and then and that kind of made me want to sort of get the original sort of hardware again so I ended up getting the console and games and from that point just yeah just started collecting mm -hmm. okay that makes sense that makes sense <laughs> uh, and so one of the things that you've done and uh, you know related to your love for the master system was um, to create a website, so are you the creator of Sega 8-Bit? Uh, yes, no, not. It's a strange one. So I didn't create the original Sega 8-Bit website, mm -hmm. um, but the, the reins were kind of handed over to me. Um, maybe a few years after the original creator kind of sort of um, lost interest in it, I suppose. Um, and since then, I've been running it, which is probably maybe about 10 years now maybe and mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of my website now i'd call it so, so yeah yeah so how did you get involved with with the website by the way how did you discover um, it at the time i just yeah once i got back into you know video games and the mars system i just went on the internet and searched for sega mars system and that was one of the first things that came up and so i joined their forum um and just kind of got involved and um Eventually, I was kind of like you made a staff member, and uh, eventually it was just kind of handed over to me. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of look after it now. Um, I'm not too long ago, I done like a sort of like a total redesign of the website. So, um, so yeah, and I, and I suppose yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it, it it looks great. And something that I, I really um, found interesting when I was looking through the the, the various pages of, of Sega 8-bit. So it's Sega8bit.com. But yes. the website itself, it's smstributes.co.uk, yes. right? <laughs> yes, which is, that's bugged me for many, many years. It's, um, originally, I think it was called SMS Tributes. That's what the website was called. The guy who created it, that's what he called it. I and mean, I think uh, not long after that, he sort of uh, bought the Sega8bit.com domain name just because I thought it just, just sounds a bit better. I think. Mm -hmm. So 
but um, I was never able to sort of able to convert the I don't know I'm not that technical but um, I wasn't able to sort of redirect like the website so mm. you know, to say so um, so I've just kind of left it as it is it's always bugged me but uh, <laughs> I, so please send help uh, yes please so yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll share an email for people to help with that uh, <laughs> I'm kidding it's something to do with DNS so I don't know but, yeah uh, <laughs> I, I have no clue either, but I, I'm sure there are people listening to us, you know, just raging. It's easy, just do this. I don't know. Please send help. Uh, so, what, what are the things that I found interesting is that you um, encourage people to create content for the website, right? So, uh, people are encouraged to send in reviews and stuff like yeah. that, right? So, why why do you think it's important to to let the community uh, contribute for to, to towards this this website um i mean because that's, that's my favorite part about video games is just you know talking to other people about and getting other people's opinions and thoughts and just hearing other people's stories about the game so that's why i like you know people to review the games and sort of talk about you know their experiences with it so you know, i love to you know read all that kind of stuff and hear about that kind of stuff so yeah anyone who wants to get involved whether it's writing a review or um, just any kind of content like an article for the website is um you know i always greatly appreciate anything like that excellent so to be honest these days i don't i don't update it too much to be honest it's it's a, it's a bit of a shame so i don't update it as much as i'd like to it's it's a tough one because we're the way the website is set up, it's kind of hard to quickly and easily update things. It's not based mm -hmm. on real database sort of software, so um, it makes it a bit tricky. But you know, I, I still sort of try to add content, you know, where I can. <laughs> so again, please send help, right? <laughs> if you if you want to volunteer. Yeah, if someone wants to completely rebuild the website, make a, a nice fancy new database. Where you know people can log in and add content themselves, then you know I would love that so much. I tried doing it myself, even just recently I've looked into it, but I'm trying to like to uh, sort of put um, a CMS sort of uh, build that into the website, but I just I don't really know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> yeah. So again, like, like I said, please send help. So go to sega8bit.com and uh, get in touch with Ian if you if you'd like to help. Um, what what would you say is the most reviewed game? On the website, uh, so probably Alex Kidd in Miracle World. No surprise there. It's yeah. uh, probably the most well-known game. So yeah, a lot of people played it, and so I'd, I'd say that it's, it's you know, spoken about quite a lot. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, are all the reviews good, or not really? Are they good? All of them, <laughs> or no, uh, or not really? Not so much. To be honest, I do have to. Uh, sort of check them before they get published I do do like a quick sort of quality assurance check mm -hmm. um, you know some of them that come through aren't great like the, the, the language and stuff so I do oh. no but I actually meant the, the like the, 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 the opinions people have on the game oh, oh sorry <laughs> the quality of the game yes my, my, my phrasing was a bit off there so yeah so the the, the the way people see the game the way they view the game is, the, is it good do all people think it's a great game or not really? Not all people. I'd say a very high percentage of people. Like mm -hmm. I think most people who who sort of, you know played it growing up would you know love it. I think people who have only played it you know recently they don't quite see um, 
what the big fuss is about. But uh, but generally, yeah, no, it's it's, it's a very popular game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, by the way, you said you you have to review the reviews before you publish them. Uh, is there some sort of censorship if people give a game that you love a bad score? <laughs> <laughs> Um, unfortunately, no. It's it's, uh, it's you know, free speech and all that. I have to let people have their opinions. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so people can uh, say whatever they want about the game. Okay. Yeah, I don't always agree with it, but you know, it's just <laughs> okay. Makes sense. It's just, it tastes as good as mine. So. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So yeah, I have to say I have uh, played. I, I I didn't own um, a master system back in the day. My my first console was actually the Mega Drive. Um, so I I experienced the, some of these games uh, through the magic of emulation. But I have played Alex Kidd in Miracle World for this. Uh, interview and I have also played Alex Kid 2 and we have a review of that coming uh, later on during the show so so you, you yeah. hadn't actually played Alex Kid Miracle World be- before Be- not not back in I I had mm. I think I had tried it uh, but I you know being a 16 bit kid myself um, Fair enough. Fair you know, enough. yeah, but I, I can see the appeal. I can, I have to say, I can see the appeal. And having played through the the, the game these past few days, I have to say, I, I can see the appeal of 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 the game. And thinking back, and you know, what was available at the time, comparing that with this game, I think it was a really pretty exactly, yeah. excellent game, right? I mean, I mean and uh, yeah, I imagine because you're probably more used to the Enchanted Castle, and that's probably a uh, probably has, didn't give me a very good opinion of Alex Kidd, unfortunately. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's always that 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 little bit of problem there. So, th- do you think that that's something that happens frequently? People, uh, you know, play Enchanted Castle and just don't really bother with with the other games. Uh, I don't know. Not that I know of. Um, I haven't come across many people mm-hmm. who haven't played. But just had played Enchanted Castle. Um, yeah, because yeah. when you you got you have like Sonic the Hedgehog on the Mega Drive, and you play something like Alex Kidd afterwards, like I did. You know, it's it's a bit. Uh, it's not exactly the the best way to you know introduce yourself <laughs> to to a, a game like this. So maybe the other way around would be would be better. Yeah, no. I mean, if you started on sixteen bit, it will be. Yeah. You're not going to have much reason to go back and play 8-bit games, are you? It's, mm-hmm. uh, it'll probably, it'll probably seem terrible in comparison, so <laughs> understandable. Yeah, but but I have to say, yeah, I, I get the appeal of the game. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think I, I get it why people really, really enjoy Alex Kidd and Miracle World. Uh, especially when you compare it with probably, would you say the best... Uh, the biggest rival of Alex Kidd on the Master System was Mario on the the NES. Uh, it's a strange one because obviously, you know, in America they all love the NES and Mario, and that Master System wasn't big over there at all. So it was never really a rivalry. It was just you know Mario in a way. But over mm-hmm. he- here in Europe and Brazil, it's I think again it's kind of like it was more Sega. So yeah. Not many people had Mario, so there was never much of a rivalry, I think, around that period. Mm-hmm. 
but I was very young like like I was born in 86 kind of when both of those games were released so I don't really know kind of what was happening at that point in terms of you know the, the rivalry yeah I, I actually I was born in 84 but uh, after or before the the Mega Drive I didn't know thing about video games so but I, I remember uh, um, you know there being a, a big rivalry b between Mario and Sonic and comparing uh, at the time the NES Mario games with the Mega Drive Sonic games you know <laughs> easy battle to win but uh, I would imagine imagine if if you owned a master system Alex Kidd would probably be a, a pretty good game when compared to Mario NES games I don't know. If you compare the games like side by side when they were made, I think the original, well, Alex Kid Miracle World is a million times better than the original Super Mario game on the NES. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, there's so much more variety in the gameplay, the graphics are better. It's just, I think it is, a, you know, sort of pound for pound, it's, it's a, it's a better, much better game. Mm -hmm. It's probably better than Mario 2. Mario 3 is probably better i give it that but yeah <laughs> it's uh but alice kidding miracle World, i think it's very underrated especially you know america you know mario's king but i think you know if you compare them side by side i think alex kid is mm -hmm. definitely a better game but i don't i don't think that's a, a very popular opinion but it's, uh, it's definitely what i believe anyway yeah i think so too i think so too okay so we're, we're talking a, a bit about alex kid there's a good reason for that so uh the main reason why you're here today um ian is to talk about a very interesting fun uh special i would say even amazing project called alex kid in miracle world 2 yes right so the sequel that everyone wanted it but never had never got from sega themselves so you took it into your own hands to create a sequel to alex kid in miracle world so how did that happen would you like to share a bit of the story of this project and how it developed through the years yeah sure i'd love to i mean the origins of like the idea of the game it goes back quite a few years it's quite a, a long story i don't know if you've got time <laughs> but, uh, sure we but, have uh, okay I'll, I'll try not to bore you but um, <laughs> so i'll go back then too so as i mentioned um i run a website called saygreatvic.com and every year on uh, on our forum we want to uh, run a secret center i'm sure you're familiar with that mm -hmm. So yeah, members sign up to participate and buy each other gifts. Um, anyway, in uh, one year, in 2010, um, I participated in the Secret Santa, but unfortunately I got scammed. So my Secret Santa, who was meant to get me something, never did. They sort of, <laughs> they took their, they received their gift and just disappeared, never to be heard of again. So, <laughs> so wherever you are, <laughs> we're gonna find you and we're gonna kill you. It's long gone, I think. That's a long time ago. But uh, I didn't make a big deal of it. It happens. But um, but not long after that happened, um, basically I got like a, a mysterious package came from my door, um, and I opened it, and it was basically a homebrew Master System game. Mm -hmm. So a couple of guys in the forum had kind of put this together, um, just for me. So I was, you know, I was very intrigued as to what it was. So I put it into a console, turn it on, and. The first thing I see is like a, a message coming up on the screen. It's like a personal message to me saying, you know, Merry Christmas here and sorry about what happened, la-di-da. 
and there was like a there's a couple of little mini sort of homebrew games built into it as well but the fact that like my name was on this cartridge like it sort of it blew me away it was like you know the greatest gift anyone had ever been given it was it was i don't know it was, it was a huge thing for me so i thought <laughs> it was such a great feeling i want i want to do that for someone else basically i want to you know make someone else's christmas i want to make a them a game like a personalized game as a gift and uh, and so that's what i did so basically it was 2012 um i chose like a someone on the forum who i you know deemed worthy to receive the gift and um, I, f- I found out this person's favourite game was Alex Kid in Miracle World. So, um, like I said, I wanted to personalise it. I wanted to include his name in the game. Um, so, what I did... So, this was kind of like my first venture into ROM hacking. So, I basically I studied the code and I tried to understand it. And eventually, over time, I learned how to change things like the sprites and the level layouts and... Uh, you know the palettes and things like that. I was just manually sort of changing this code in a in a hex editor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bit crude, but I managed to put something together. So you know, I made this you know personalized version of Alex Kid for this guy, and um, and so basically with that with that sort of you know ROM hacking knowledge and kind of understanding the code of the game, I kind of thought then, well maybe I could hack the game enough to you know redesign it completely and create a sequel. So that's kind of where, you know, my, the first idea of Alex Kid 2 sort of came into my head. Excellent. Um, so with that in mind, I, I kind of writ like a, a basic story for the game. Uh, well, you said earlier that it wasn't a sequel. I think technically Enchanted Castle, I think, is a sequel. But, um, I but, kind but of, it's not exactly a continuation of the story, right, of the original game. I, I think it is, actually. Yeah. yeah? But um, I, I just kind of ignored it. <laughs> so, <laughs> because no because the, the first one ends up in a, in a bit of a with a bit of a, a cliffhanger, right? So there's something that you yeah. never know when the game ends. Yes. Well, he, he he starts out like trying to look for his father, the king, and he never by the end he doesn't actually find him. Yeah. Um, and in, and in, uh, in in Charter Castle, he does he does actually go and look for him again. Um, and then finds him but I kind of yeah just ignored that and then kind of sort of made my own kind of story and it's basically the same thing he goes off looking again in the miracle world to find his father okay um, so it wasn't it's not you know it wasn't the most amazing story but you don't need to be basic it was kind of that was an initial idea I had and it was kind of a, a story I ended up sticking with um, so you know, I come up with that and I also drafted like a, a new map screen like because I had the idea I wanted it to be part of the same like world, a miracle world, but just like a bit further in like a, a direction. So, what I mean is, if you if you look at the map in the Alice Kid Two game, I don't know if any many people have noticed this, but mm-hmm. the very sort of um, west side of the map is actually sort of the very east side of the map in the original game. So it's kind of like Alex has travelled further east, like in the miracle world, to you know explore different areas. Mm. So that was kind of the idea, and I also had the my original idea was to pick up right where the last game left off, so you know, in the the crown room. Um, and basically, that was as as far as I got. This was back in 2012, and then I kind of soon realised that the knowledge I had, like the ROM hacking knowledge I had, and the techniques I was using, just wasn't good enough to pull off this idea. So I just I just kind of shelved the idea, and then I didn't really think about it again. Um, 
And so fast forward to 2015, so three years later, um, I come across a piece of software called KidEd. I don't know if you've uh, looked into this much at all. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, uh, not, not much, but I, I did look into it, yeah. Sure. So um, you probably know, I mean, it's, it's basically like a, a like a ROM hacking tool mm -hmm. dedicated to the Alex Kidd and Rupert World game. And it's, yeah. it's a really powerful tool. You can change pretty much every aspect of the game, the graphics, music, text, mm -hmm. level layouts, everything. And, and with this tool, like, you know, I thought, you know, this is exactly what I need to sort of, you know, help me realise my dream of Alex Kidd 2. So I dug out my old notes from you know, three years ago and I just basically, yeah, started work on it from there mm -hmm. excellent so did you so for people uh, who haven't heard of this game and haven't played it yet so this is extremely extremely well made uh, it's really faithful to the original I have to say as well and so um, did you do most of the work yourself did you have some some help uh, yeah I had a a lot of help to be honest it was it was definitely a, a team effort i'd say and um, it was kind of like obviously my idea I, I sort of started like on it by myself as a one-man project but um you know the more i sort of got into it the more kind of people i got involved who were able to help and just make it you know a lot better and sort of just uh, really sort of take up a notch in terms of uh sort of you know like yeah. a quality for a, for a fan-made game so um so I kind of I was I kind of led the development of the game I suppose and I did a lot of the like the level design um, and the, the the creative kid Ed his name is Kalindro he actually helped me a lot so as I was going you know sort of creating the game some there were some things in the the kid Ed program that wasn't possible so I'd kind of had to go to Kalindro and ask him you know could you help me. Uh, you know, do this and he would basically send me like a, a patch file and I'll just just apply that to my game and you know he was really really helpful in that mm -hmm. aspect he, I couldn't have done it without him basically yeah he sort of contributed a lot to the project um, and he did like he sort of I don't know if you played the, the game enough um, to see the playing level did you see that yep <laughs> yeah so but that was like that's like a whole new like mechanics and uh -huh. that's all well it was kind of like based on the boat but you can just kind of move it up and down but that's kind of coding he'd had to kind of sort of you know put together for me and you know things like that he was you know, invaluable so yeah that, that that was one of the questions that I was going to ask you so it, was it was it really something very difficult to to do especially the new stuff the new little twists that you, you included in the game was it hard to do Initially, it kind of was just because, like, like I said, I started it on my own, and I tried because I had some sort of um, experience with hacking a ROM. I was I trying to do a lot of it myself, and I would spend hours. Like, I'd be up to like early hours of the morning trying to work out a simple problem. Mm. Um, and then I, eventually, I realised I could just go to Kalinjo, and he, you know, he knows the game's code inside out. You know, so he would. I just realised it was so much easier to go to him. He was, and he would sort of just be able to work it out for anything something that would take me hours to work out he, he could do in seconds so I just kind of save myself a lot of time and stress and, <laughs> and uh, just went to him for a lot of things like that okay that's 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 really good to have someone that you know has the the, the knowledge that you need to to do what you want to do that's great yeah Definitely. so there's there's also uh, some great 
music here. So th that's there's a, a, a an entirely new soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. So would you like to talk a bit about that and who's behind this? Yep. So I can uh, give you some background on the music. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, from the from the very beginning, I decided you know I wanted new original music for the game because I wanted to make it feel like less of a ROM hack, you know, just redesign levels. I wanted to have yeah. new music so it felt like more of a, a true sequel and a standalone game, and it would kind of take it to you know that, that the next level of fan-made games. So, so I definitely wanted new music. So the um, the KidEd software actually supports like. Um, Importing music files so you can change the music in the game really easily through the software, but you do need it has to be music has to be like a certain file type, obviously, because it needs to be compatible with the, the master system hardware and sound chip. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I think what I did with music so I, I went on do you know the SMS Power website? Yep, I do. We had the, the, the guys from SMS Power on the show a few months back, so one of them is the lead. Uh, developer of the new Wonder Boy remake. Oh yeah, 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 Omar. Omar yeah. yeah, met him a couple of times. Yeah, really. Mm -hmm. um, okay, yeah, that's, that's cool. So yeah, so I went on. So as you probably know, the SMS Power website is another huge like Mars System fan site. So, mm -hmm. so I went on there um, and I'd, I'd found a guy in there who kind of submitted like original Mars System tracks um, to the website. So I reached out to that person. Um, and they, they got involved, but the I hate to say it, but his work wasn't quite what I sort of hoped for, and he wasn't particularly very responsive. So, um, so you can still I actually released like um, an early build of the game about a year after development. I, I sort of uh, released like my first version of it, and uh, you can still hear his music in that version. But um, but after that, I, I kind of decided to see, what, see you know, if I could find somewhere else, somewhere else who might, you know, be a bit more, because he couldn't really devote much time to the project. So mm -hmm. I thought I'd try to find someone else. So, um, so I searched again. Uh, I think I literally just went on Google and typed in, you know, chip tune music composer, and, and that's when I came across uh, a lady named Nicole Marie T. Mm -hmm. Um, now, so I found her website. She, you know, she was in. She composed chiptune music, each, and it, I thought it sounded great. It was kind of just the kind of thing I was after. After, so um, I contacted her, and, uh, and she was really interested in helping out. It turned out that you know she was a really big fan of the original game, and so you know that was that was really lucky. So um, because you know not only did she like compose new music but she had to like learn like a new software package to you know to make these compatible music files mm -hmm. so she, you know she did that you know that was a big ask but um so i basically told her a brief i gave her was just you know create new music but make it similar to the original game you know keep it in the same key or use the same motifs or whatever mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a musical expert so i can't make <laughs> that to her but um and she she came back to me like you know tracks really quickly and i'd give her some feedback she'd take it on board and it was just it was really I, what i was after it was perfect really for what i wanted and it sounded so good and it was and, you know she was really really good to work with and you know i, I and it I, sounds I like it's it's really music made in the vein of the original soundtrack as well so it really fits nicely into the game and the series I think 
yeah, I'm sure she'd be very happy to hear that. I mean, yeah. uh, so she explained to me that when she was like composing a track, she mm -hmm. would actually have like video footage of the game playing, and she would kind of like watch that as she composed the tunes to it, and so you know to make nice. it really. Good. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, so I mean, I mean, I felt because I couldn't even like pay her or anything like that. I couldn't pay anyone. It was just like made out of love. <laughs> so. And the fact that she agreed to do it and put all this work and effort into it, you know, I, I sort of can't thank her enough, really. Yeah. Big shout out to Nicole Mariti. So I asked her to be on the show, but she's a bit shy. So oh, maybe, maybe some other time. Yeah. So, but she, 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 I think she appreciates the love for the, the soundtrack that, that, that the, lo the love that the soundtrack is getting, I think. So I've, I've read what other people have, uh, you know, uh, or, or thought of, of the game and, uh, everyone's saying the soundtrack is really, really nice and really yeah. I mean, suits she, the she game. Des she deserves, you know, mm -hmm. all the soundtrack she gets, really. I mean, um, the crazy thing was, she, um, yeah, I, when I was like looking for someone to help me with the game, I just went on Google and searched, you know, they, that person could have been anywhere in the world. But it turns out she actually lives like in the same county as me. So I've actually, <laughs> I've jumped on the train for 30 minutes, I've actually met her in person for a coffee and, you know, she's the nicest person she's so talented and i you know i hope she gets some recognition and you know maybe even some work you know from the exposure of this game mm -hmm. yeah so uh by the way if you want to uh follow her on twitter that's at music vs art stuff so music versus art i believe music vs art stuff uh on twitter and she also has um actually a youtube channel so we'll share the link uh, and all those links interesting links uh, in the podcast description so if you're listening to the podcast version the recording of this show you should check out the description and all the links will be there uh, including the link to nicole's youtube channel okay so um you're gonna play some of the music yeah so that's what i was gonna say so we've been chatting for a while now so i think it's time we take a quick music break and we're gonna play a few tracks maybe a couple of tracks uh they're, they're a bit short so you can play more than one um and uh we'll be right back with with ian and something else Ian, we have a surprise for you as well mm -hmm. Fantastic, Don't say fantastic yet. Please wait. Okay, uh, no. So <laughs> keep it here. This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. We'll be right back with Ian Wall and a little more uh, chat about Alex Kidd in Miracle World 2.
Sega, we play the best Sega music 24-7 and we have the best guests like this week's guest on the Sega Lounge, Ian Wall. Welcome back, Ian. Thank you. Welcome. Hello. Uh, hello and what a great game Alex Kid 2 is. Our review of the game is coming soon uh, after this, so stay tuned. Uh, we just played a few tracks uh, from the game's soundtrack by Nicole Mariti. Don't forget, go check out her work on YouTube and in Twitter. So, uh, and tell her we sent you so yeah uh, <laughs> so Ian before we we keep you know chatting and uh, you know sharing some some interesting tidbits of information about the game uh, we have a surprise so everyone that comes on the second lounge gets a surprise that's how how amazing and generous we are you never told me that. Yeah, that's why it's a surprise. Uh, so, <laughs> and this surprise uh, goes by the name of the Sega Lounge Challenge. Now, you know our guests. They're amazing. They're stars. But are they ready for the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be a quiz in reverse music. It can be anything we want. Welcome, Welcome to your doom. I mean... Welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. Okay. So welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge, Ian. What is the Sega Lounge Challenge, you ask? So it can be anything. Uh, but this week we thought, why not make it uh, an interesting quiz about both the Master System and Alex Kidd. Okay, so what I have here are uh, 10 questions. Uh, named, uh, not named, numbered, 1 to 10. And what I want you to do is to uh, pick a number and depending on what number you get, you'll get an Alex Kid related question or a Master System related question. Okay? Okay, straight So forward. we have 10 questions, all numbered. So what question, what kind of question you get is up to you because you need to pick the numbers. Okay, so 1 to 10. Which one will be first? Um, well, I'm, this is going to be really bad if I get any of these wrong. Let's, uh, let's say number seven. Number seven. Lucky number seven. Or maybe not. So number seven is a master system question. So this is, these are multiple question um, or multiple choice questions. So in this game, you play as Shion, who must save Monster World from the evil Biomecha. Are we talking about A. Wonder Boy, B. Wonder Boy in Monster World, C. Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap? Uh, 
uh, Bee Monster World. Hmm. Are you sure? Yeah, fairly sure. That's probably only Wonder Boy game I haven't really put that much time into. But um, that, yeah, final answer. Yeah, final answer. Sure. Okay. And that's correct. Well done. Yes, that that is indeed the correct answer. So. I think I only knew that because the name, for some reason, the character's name changes like throughout the game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in that one he was called Shield for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. Confusing series there. Yeah. Wonder Boy, Monster World. Yeah. Okay, very good. So, uh, one down, nine to go. Next next number. Ian. Uh, let's go number one. Number one. Excellent. This is a very good question. It's, uh, again, a Master System question. Which. It's very easy. Which side-scrolling shoot-em-up puts you in control of a sentient spaceship flying across a colorful world? Do I need to say the options? Uh, no, that could be a fantasy zone. Okay, so <laughs> fantasy zone. Yes, that is indeed correct. No. Is it too easy? Come on, try too easy. Too me. easy. Okay, let's let's keep keep it going. Uh, next number, Ian. Uh, two. Two. Oh, amazing. So this is an Alex Kid question. The thing is, with Alex Kid questions, we don't have multiple choice because, you know, you're an Alex Kid expert, and so we don't need uh, to, you know, you don't need various options. So That's fair, that's fair. Yeah, and this is a very easy one as well. What is the name of Alex Kid's brother? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce here. I think it's Eagle. It might be Eggle, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, is that your final answer? Yes, it is. Are you sure? I'm positive. Because if, if it's not correct, you know, if it's an Alex Kid question, it'll make you look bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm positive. So you said Eagle or Eggle. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. correct, obviously, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You didn't have me worried for a moment. <laughs> That's my job. Okay, so three, three out of three. Excellent. So let's let's keep it going. Next number. Uh, five. Number five. Okay. Master System question. In 1989, Sega developed a Master System conversion of a very popular sports game at the time, which included sports events like surf and BMX. Was it A, California Games, B, Mario and Sonic at the 1989 Olympic Games, or C, Champions of Europe? Um, I'm pretty sure that would be California Games. Hmm, so not 1989 Olympic Games? No, I, yeah. possibly, but I'll, I'll go California mm -hmm. So your option is your answer is A, California Games. Yes. And your answer would be correct. Well done. <laughs> very good. Very good job. Okay. So nice going. Um, next number, Ian. Um, I don't, you choose one. Give me the hardest question you've got. The hardest question. Uh, I'm not sure if this is our number nine. Let's go with number nine then. Alex, good question. What is the currency of Redexion? Is that how we pronounce this? Redexion. Yeah, well, that's how I would pronounce it. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I believe it's called the the Baum or the Baum. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. I think it's spelled B A U M. Um, I'm not sure if that's based. Okay. I'm not sure if that's based on anything, but, uh, but yeah. I'm not sure either. Yeah, it's it's like like a, a, the symbol is a bit like the yen, but with a yeah. U for some reason instead of a Y. Yeah. And a Baum or Baum or whatever it is is indeed <laughs> the correct answer. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's go with the maybe a trickier trickier one. Number ten. Okay. Master System question. A game developed by Probe Software, part of the Outrun series. This title lets you use a variety of vehicles, including bikes and jet skis. Is it A. Outrunners? B. Outrun 19, uh, 2019? Or C. Outrun Europa? Uh, yeah, that would be C, Outrun Europa, which uh, I'm not a huge fan of the game to be honest, but uh, I think mm. they tried, it's quite one of the later games in the system, they tried doing quite a lot of it, but yeah, I don't think it holds up very well, the frame rate is just, yeah, too, it's too choppy, but, uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's the answer, C, Outrun Europa. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. So, would you like to, would you like me to repeat the the options uh no i'm pretty sure this guy's amazing of course that's it well done <laughs> correct <laughs> okay so let's see what's what's left we have three four um we have six and eight i believe so which one will it be next uh let's go four four there were several successful Disney games on Sega consoles. This one was also released for the Mega Drive and sees Mickey Mouse trying to rescue Minnie from an evil witch. So option A, Castle of Illusion. Option B, Land of Illusion. Option C, Legend of Illusion. Uh, that would be a Castle of Illusion. So not land or legend. No. Okay. So that is indeed correct. Well done. That's it. for any of these, to be honest. Yes. Okay. So let's uh, let's see three, six, or eight now. Uh, let's go three. Three. Alex Kidd makes a cameo appearance in Sega Gaga. For the Dreamcast. Instead of starring in video games, what is his current job according to him? Ooh, hmm. Just because it's not a master system. It's <laughs> no, it's Alex Kidd. It's Alex Kidd. Ah, I suppose I should know. Um, his current job. I don't know. Does, does he work in a shop or something like that? Or, um, I'm not sure. That would be, be my only guess, really. So what's your answer? He works in a shop. It's a bit vague, but... Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm going so back. Not modeling or something? Maybe he's not tall enough for modeling. No, he doesn't look good enough. Even. Okay, so your final answer is works in a shop. Yes. 
And that is, unfortunately, uh, actually correct. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so he works retail at one of Sega's shops now. Because, you know, uh. Sega kicked him you know, in, in favor of, of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, sad story. Sad but true. Uh, okay, so six and eight now. Final two uh, questions. Uh, both Alex Kidd questions. Uh, six. Okay, Alex Kidd makes an appearance in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing as a playable character. What is his all-star move in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing? All-star move. Um, I'm trying to think about play this game. Um, is it, does he turn into a helicopter? Is that his all-star move? Mm -hmm. So are you asking that's, me or? That, yeah, that, that's my guess. So. <laughs> I'm trying to picture out a clue, but uh, no, okay, that's my answer. He transforms into uh, the, the petticopter. It's called technically, but uh, let's call it a helicopter. That was a very, very good guess, actually. But uh, the correct answer was. He hops into a pedal-powered gyrocopter named the Petticopter. <laughs> so that's correct. Well done. <laughs> okay. And so number eight, number eight, Ian, for a perfect score, which is something that we don't get very often. Oh, really? Okay. So, so let's see. Um, number eight is what is Alex's all-star move in Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed? So the second uh, game in the series. Yeah, I definitely haven't played this one. Um, it's not the same as the first one, no. <laughs> could be. Uh, <laughs> could be a trick question. I don't know. Could be. I um, don't know. Yeah, in that case, I think you might try and trick me. So I'm going to say the same as before. It turns into a petticopter. Mm -hmm. I'm probably wrong on this one, which is annoying because... <laughs> I would have liked to go that perfect score, but I, I really don't know, so <laughs> I'm just guessing. So, final answer? Petticopter? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so unfortunately, this is not the correct answer. The correct answer would be his all-star move involves rock, paper, scissors firing two gigantic hands out from the sides of his vehicle, hitting adjacent racers. So... Uh. Did not know that. Uh, yes, rock paper scissors. That's a very good not to to the, the the original game. So yeah, that's it. So unfortunately, not a perfect score, but a damn good one, though. So nine out of ten, amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yes, yes. That. We don't get these kinds of scores very often, so that's amazing. Well done, Ian. And so you get the official Sega Lounge seal of approval which I will send to you sh shortly uh, on Discord uh, because we, we do indeed have um, a Sega Lounge seal of approval I will share with you in a bit but but for now thank you for playing for, thank you for being such a good sport um, Ian before we go this, this has been really fun uh, for us at least uh, so what else would you like to tell people so explain to us what exactly happens when you play Alex Kidd in Miracle World 2? So what, what can people expect? Fans of the first one, people who haven't played the first one, so what can people expect from this? Um, 
So yeah, as I mentioned, it's, it's a sequel to the first game. It basically runs off the, the same engine of the, the first game, so it plays pretty much exactly the same. Um, it's just like a lot of new levels. Um, a lot of it, well, all the enemy sprites have been changed, so there's kind of all new enemies, although they behave the same as like, uh, the enemies in the original game. Um, you know, there's a new story, new sort of, sort of vehicles, so obviously uh, the plane is a very cool new feature. Um, probably my favourite aspect of the game uh, so yeah it's just if you like the original game it's just more of the same really and, uh, you know, a lot of feedback I've kind of read it's, it's you know some of the best comments I've had is when people said it, it feels like a, a true sequel to the original game and it's that's exactly what that's exactly what I was sort of trying to go for and I'm you know it pleases me to kind of read those and hear those kind of comments so you know that's probably the best way I could describe the game really if you love the original let's play this part too and as we were talking about earlier the story carries on yeah sorry the story carries on from the original game um and so yeah there's lots of like little easter eggs in there there's loads of like hidden uh, hidden areas and mm -hmm. there's like cheats as well um and deceives uploaded a seal of approval <laughs> yeah so, i've just sent you the seal of approval <laughs> thank you for that uh, yes Oh, it's an actual seal. Okay. Yes, it's an actual seal with two thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> I'm very proud of that. Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, so difficulty-wise, so I, I have to say, not having played this back in the day, uh, I found the original pretty hard. Okay, so there, there's a one-hit kill system yeah. in place here. So um, there are. So if if you don't, if you're not careful enough. Uh, even if, you, if you're trying to hit an enemy, if you if you fail like for one second, you'll get you know, you'll you'll die instead. So it's not a, exactly a, a, an easy game. At least for me, it wasn't. Um, is Alex Kid Two? You know, does it have the same difficulty level in your opinion? Yeah, this is this is a very interesting topic. I think because this is probably one of the most sort of hardest things I sort of you know, tried to get right with the game was the difficulty level because. Mm -hmm. You know, people's skill levels, you know, differ sort of majorly. So I, you know, I've, I, I t as I was made the game, I, I was testing it. I was getting people to play it, you know, and I was what some people would kind of just breeze through it. And then some people I'd, I'd see them literally lose like 50 lives on the same area. And it's like, it's, it's really hard to like get a, a, the right balance of difficulty. And it's after the first year I released like my first version of the game, I tried to get some feedback on you know, the difficulty level and some people were saying it's really hard, some people were saying it's quite easy, so it's, it's, it's really hard to balance it. I mean, it's, it's probably harder than the original, I'd say, slightly. I think I wanted wanted it to be a bit harder just because, obviously, most people who play the game would probably be familiar with the original, so I wanted to give them a bit of a challenge. Mm -hmm. I, to, you know, I didn't want to make it too easy, I wanted to give it some replayability because, you know, the old games, you know, when you play them for the first time, you never did complete them. You know, first go, you had to play it and learn it, and you know that's how you sort of got your money's worth from a game. Not like you know games these days where you can just save and whatnot. So I kind of felt like I had had to make it fairly difficult. But um, I think if you're familiar with the original game, it's it's not too bad. But I suppose for a, a newbie to the series, I think it's probably quite tricky i think people most common complaint i hear is um like controlling it's kid is a bit tricky like he's a bit slippery um 
for want of a better word. Yeah. So yeah. But um, but you know, it's it's tricky one because again, like as I was making the game, you know, I I got very good at it. I played the levels you know, a million times, so I could just breeze through the game, and it was kind of like I couldn't really tell how difficult something was, and <laughs> I, I, you know, I played the game so much, it, it, the controls feel you know fine to me. I don't have a problem with them. I think they're great, but I, you know, I hear a lot of people don't say. Um, yeah, so I, I, I can share my, my personal experience. I actually think, not sure why, I can't really put my finger on it, but I think uh, the sequel, your game, is a bit easier than the first one. Control-wise, especially. And I think the controls are a bit tighter than the first one. So that's what, why, for me, I think it's it's easier to be a bit more accurate. So one thing, one problem I had with, with the, the original one was... I was sometimes trying to jump somewhere and and hit an enemy and I got killed instead. So because yeah, I, no. I slipped off something or I don't know. To be honest, the the control was uh, exactly the same as the original. It's the in the Kid Ed software does actually have the um, like it gives you the ability to actually change like the way Alex controls. But I didn't mm -hmm. really want to do that. The only way the controls are different is that I switched the buttons around. So buttons oh yeah, jump. and that's very good. That's that's that was one thing that I was going to mention as well. That's that that yeah, was a very uh, good move. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a common complaint. So uh, yeah. I definitely <laughs> I made that change. But um, other than that, no, he handled it exactly the same as he did in the original. So maybe it's just level design maybe cool. maybe maybe it's just psychological maybe I was just frustrated with the first one <laughs> I think the first one the very first level you're kind of you're kind of dropping down the screen and I think uh-huh it's very easy to fall on top of enemies and die and that maybe that's kind of where you the impression it's giving you whereas my game it doesn't really start you off on a, a dropping down level so you, uh, it's, I think you're less likely to get killed by enemies but uh, I don't know. That's a theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I. But maybe, maybe, maybe it was really. It, it is. It is harder. I don't know. But yeah, I. I think I have to say I. I really enjoyed the second one. Um, it kind of feels. It, it's weird because it kind of feels like a, a a modern day sequel, but still in the same vein and with the same sprites and 8-bit style so it's it's a bit weird i don't know if it's the level design perhaps it is i don't know okay that's, that's an interesting comment it's uh yeah I haven't, maybe yes level design or, but i think it might be the graphics i mean the original the graphics are actually fairly plain and simple whereas i, I did reuse quite a bit of them in the, the sequel mm -hmm. i did update a few as well i did try to make it look nicer so i think graphically it probably is an improvement which might you know make it look a bit more modern i suppose yeah but, um, no, so that's an interesting mm -hmm. comment so yeah people should definitely get get this uh and and try it so how can people play alex kid in miracle world 2 Ian? so i did actually make like physical copies of the game i don't know if you've seen this yeah but, uh, i saw that yeah so that was kind of when I was making a game. That was kind of my dream. I kind of did want to, you know, have something at the end of it, like an actual um, cartridge and a box and a you know, mm -hmm. original cover art. We didn't. We actually have, we haven't touched on the uh, the cover art yet. But um, so I wanted the original cover art. And and uh, a friend of mine who um, also helped with the game. Uh, he goes by the username Play Generation. He um, 
he does like he can he does repros like Segmar System repros. So he kind of put the games together for me, mm-hmm. um, like the actual physical copy. So and I made uh, an initial batch of twenty five copies. So these have all now been sort of given away. Um, but I am making a new batch, uh, another twenty or so copies. Most of them will probably be given away again. Um, I may sell a couple just to. Uh, just recover some, you know, production costs. But, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, people may be able to buy it. That's one way. But um, the easiest way is to just download the ROMs. So, um, I've uploaded it to the SayGreatBit.com website, mm-hmm. the page dedicated to the game Mantica Two. So, uh, just go to that page, and you know, the ROMs there. Mm-hmm. You can just play that on any emulator. Excellent. So, if you go to uh, SegaEdit.com and if you look into the features. Um, menu on the right so there's a like a little menu on the right and then under features you'll, you'll find Alex Kid in Miracle World 2 and you can uh, download the ROM there so if you have uh, an emulator you know you know the well, what yeah what people really should do is uh, is put it onto like a, an EverDrive a flash cart and play it on the original hardware um, if they can you know that's, mm-hmm. that's the way of playing the game but uh, if they can't do that, then yeah, emulation suffice. Excellent. That's it. Very good. So, Ian, amazing job there. Very good. Very good. And, and so so good seeing people. So we're, we're used to getting people here uh, that are working on homebrew games for the Dreamcast and stuff like that. So having a brand new game for the the master system is something that blows my mind so it's 2017 and we have a, an amazing new game for the master system this is really really something else so well done well done sir Thank you. anything yeah, else yeah. you'd like to mention to people listening in to the show and curious about alex kid 2 um i don't know it's you know it took me sort of two years to make it start the film so there's quite a lot to kind of say about the game i suppose i mean we i mentioned um uh, Killing Joe helped me a lot. I mentioned Play Generation, who helped me with the game, he made the physical copies, and we've spoken about Nicole as well. Um, I suppose I should also thank uh, two other people that are involved. Um, so, one of them, his name's Maxim, he, he I think he runs the SMS Power website now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know him, but he's, um, he's, when it comes to like my system games and the technical stuff, he's like an absolute genius. So, he, he really helped me. Um, well, he did two sort of uh, key things. He he implemented like uh, some cheats into the game, like cheat codes. It's where the original game doesn't have those. Um, I do have those in you know, my game, so I thought mm-hmm. that was really. Um, and the other thing he did was like a this ending screen as well, and it where it plays like um, an actual sample. So, are you familiar with the um, the Alex Kidd song, like the actual rock version? Um, not really sure. Like a Japanese band. Yeah, if you look that up, like a Alex Kidd album, it's on there. Mm-hmm. It's like an actual sort of live band version of the Alex Kidd theme tune, lyrics and everything. But, um, oh, the uh, like Sutakura Sasa, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the one, yeah, by, by the SST band. Okay. So there's an actual sample of that, uh, like a 10 second sample of that song, like on the ending screen. So that was like another really cool kind of feature that yeah. Maxim put in for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to give a shout out to uh, the guy who did the cover art for the game as well because uh, you know, I think it's, it's absolutely incredible and everyone loves that. So um, he's, his name is uh, 
I don't know if I'm saying this right. His name is Waldemar Lene Chavez. He's a he's a Brazilian guy and mm-hmm. um, fantastic artist. And again, he he worked on this for free. You know, and I can't thank him enough for mm-hmm. you know, the amazing work he did on on that sort of that cover art. Yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. So, uh, you know, Ian, when, what what can we say? Just please, people, go go and download this and and check it out. It's it's an amazing. Yes amazing it's a work of art in a way so <laughs> awesome awesome job ian thank you so much for coming on the show uh let us know when when they're when when you're you know giving away or selling copies of the game we'll we'll be sure to share with the people listening in yeah uh, i'll uh, i'll mention it on my twitter so if you want to give people my, uh, my username or whatever then uh, they can just follow me and uh yeah get the updates <laughs> at ian 8bit at Ian8Bit on Twitter. Go check it out. Uh, and we'll also share the links, as per usual, in the podcast description for people listening into the recording. So, Ian, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for the game as well. Really fun time playing it. Um, and all the best for your future plans. Okay, hopefully you can come back soon and tell us about Alex Kid in Miracle World 3. <laughs> Well, no, that, that is actually being made. I won't say too much, but not by me, but I think someone is actually working on that. Oh. It, it might be someone else who uh, you have on for that. But no, it's been, it's been a pleasure to talk with you about it. Uh, and I'm glad I'm going to share this uh, you know, sort of yeah. background knowledge. So, uh, no, no, thank you for having me. Excellent. Okay, so a uh, proper way of, of ending this is by playing some more tracks from the, the game soundtrack. So we'll do just that. Afterwards, we have our own review of Alex Kidd in Miracle World 2, so stay tuned for that. And uh, afterwards, we have the return of Memories of Sega with a winner with you and also something else. So we have someone else, uh, a second guest on this week's show. We have someone here to talk about uh, an online petition uh, involving Panzer Dragoon Saga. Or the Panzer Dragoon series, so something to stick around and listen to when we come back after the music break on the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. Listening to the Sega Lounge only on Radio Sega. More than 
a fan game, a love letter to the original, the return of the kid to Miracle World is definitely worth checking out whether you are a fan or just like well-designed platformers. This is Radio Sega's review of Alex Kidd in Miracle World 2. I'll be honest here, I was not a Master System kid and I was not familiar with the 8-bit Alex Kidd games before I started prepping for this review. I grew up with the Mega Drive and Sonic the Hedgehog, and by the time I tried Alex Kidd on Sega's 16-bit console, I didn't think too much of it. However, in recent weeks, I discovered Alex Kidd in Miracle World 2. It's exactly what you think, a fan-made sequel to the original Miracle World game for the Master System. Although Sega delivered a sequel in the form of Enchanted Castle, many fans were left wanting more of Miracle World. Luckily, Ian Wall and a small group of contributors did exactly that, built with the help of Kid Ed, an Alex Kid and Miracle World editor, this sequel features very well designed levels, more detailed graphics and a brand new soundtrack. My reviewing process started with a complete playthrough of Alex Kid in Miracle World 1. Ah! Yes, it was hard. Either that or I suck at video games. Or both. Having played it through the magic of emulation, I had a little help. Yes, safe states were required, I'm sorry. But I was better prepared to take on Alex Kid 2 now. And one of the things that I immediately noticed when I booted the ROM up was a change in controls. The buttons used for punching and jumping were switched, and what an improvement to the gameplay that small detail is. It makes it more intuitive and easier to play. That, along with master level design, made you think Alex Kid 2 is actually a bit easier than the original. Sure, the one-hit death system is still present and you'll need precise timing to beat the game, but with some practice you'll get used to it and you'll be looking for those elusive secrets in no time. Let me say this again, the level design is pretty good. It's clearly based on the original and its secrets, but Ian Wall was actually able to improve upon the formula and build much more interesting levels. Back are the vehicles you could use in the first game with the addition of the awesome plane, and along with that, new enemies and stages are introduced in this sequel as you keep moving through Miracle World in search for Alex Kidd's father. The soundtrack is also pretty immersive. Shout out to Nicole Marie T who composed a batch of brand new tracks that feel like they belong in an Alex Kidd game. While not straying too much from the original, these entirely new songs feel fresh and I hardly ever remembered I was playing a fan game. All in all, Alex Kidd in Miracle World 2 is a worthy sequel to the fan-favorite original on the Master System. You can download the ROM from the Sega8bit.com website and play it using an emulator or use an EverDrive and play it on an actual Master System for the true retro experience. Whatever is the case, this is definitely worth checking out if you enjoy platformers that require precise timing and lots of tries. Adding some blast processing to your day. This is Radio Sega. From the 90s to the present, take a trip back in time with A Winner Was You as he looks back at the Sega games that defined his life. Memories of Sega. Have 
originally released for the Mega Drive in 1989, Mystic Defender is one of those strange games like Last Battle and Decap Attack that was based on an anime series in Japan, then released in the West with its license completely removed and with altered sprites. In this game's case it wasn't a huge loss, it was based on a very obscure anime series called Kujaku, which not many people in the West would have heard of, I for one know practically nothing about it. However, you know it by, um, Mr. Defender is a competent, if rather unspectacular game, which is worth a try if you have nothing better to play. Now, my first memory of this game is a little bit hazy. At the very least, I do remember the reviews being somewhat mediocre and the game itself not looking particularly interesting. I did get to see the game in action briefly when I saw it as part of an arcade machine that featured various Mega Drive games, including Sonic 1 and eSWAT, and I thought it looked alright if nothing special. Then, in 2001, I found a copy of the game for sale at my local market. As I was rebuilding my Mega Drive collection at the time, and I was especially on the lookout for games I never played before, I thought I'd give it a try. So, I did. The game is a pretty basic platformer where you're armed with a variety of magic spells to do damage with. You start out with your basic Psycho Shot, but as you progress you can also acquire a Fire Spell and a Bounce Shot. All three of these attacks can be charged for even greater effect. There's also a Smart Bomb attack for damaging all on-screen enemies, but as you'd expect, these are extremely limited. Aside from that, the platforming is pretty standard, with nothing to really make it stand out. You have 8 levels to get through, and they can be fairly tricky if you're not careful. The fourth stage in particular is the one I found the hardest, with you having to make your way through a lava-filled wasteland by way of some very tricky jumps. I actually consider this stage to be the make or break part of the game. If I did well here, I was pretty much guaranteed to beat the rest of the game. Do badly and, well, I'd very likely get a game over before the end. It was always a stage that stood out to me most because of this. So Mystic Defender is a game that doesn't really need to be played, but if you do, you won't find it particularly offensive. The graphics are okay, with some pretty cool and even occasionally disturbing monster designs, and the music is pretty good too. It's one I've beaten several times and always enjoy when I do play it, it just doesn't stand out at all. There are definitely better games of its type out there, but it's not the worst game in the world either, so feel free to check it out, it's a solid time waster. Memories of Sega
every week a different guest. Sega music, news, and whatever else we can think of. The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge, right here on Radio Sega. And this week we have a, a very special extra segment for you guys. So we have a, a guest here uh, called Olivier. Hello, Olivier. Hello, hello. How are uh, you? Welcome, welcome to Radio Sega and welcome to the Sega Lounge. So, um, Olivier, you're here Thank to you. talk about a, a, a very interesting project. So that you're you know, behind a, a, an online petition for a brand new... A Panzer Dragoon game, but not just any Panzer Dragoon game. You'd like to see a new open-world action RPG Panzer Dragoon, right? Exactly. Yes. Uh, well, first, thank you for having me uh, today. Um, and pleasure. yes, this is the idea. Uh, I've been a fan of the series for quite some time since my uh, Sega Saturn age. Uh, I think now the time is right for. Uh, reboot and uh, an upper world Panzer mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Okay, so uh, yeah, have you been a fan of all Panzer Dragoon games equally? Well, not equally. To be honest, my my preference, but it's only my preference, uh, goes to uh, the Panzer Dragoon Saga game. For me, it's the game that really you know transcended the series. The the the, the rail shooter games were good. Uh, I think they were good, but but the the RPG game was really the best one for me. Mm -hmm. I think there there are a lot of people who who agree with with you on that on that opinion. Yeah, maybe, but I don't want you know. I know there are a lot of people who like the rail shooters, and I don't want them to feel like I'm betraying them or not. But but you know, I'm I'm not Traitor. saying the, the rail shooter were not good, but yeah. I think the the essence the the. You know, the good stuff came from this RPG game because it was developing the story, the world. You could explore a bit more, and uh, it's really the, the sort of thing that I would like to see in a new game now. Mm -hmm. Especially given the, the the new consoles, the new hardware we have now these days. I mean, we could we could have a fantastic game. Yeah. So uh, one one thing that you mentioned uh, in your petition is that you don't. Um, th this petition, this this uh, you know specific petition, is not to request uh, a remake or a port of existing games, right? So um, that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm mentioning in, in introduction of the petition because yeah. there was only a petition for that, and okay. I'm supporting those guys as well. I don't want you know to be like uh, uh, I don't know taking the. the, the, the <laughs> taking the stuff from them they have done that already so I'm supporting that as well I think we should have remasters or remakes of the existing games but my project is to request a new game mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay so you want a brand new Panzer Dragoon RPG right? so. yeah that that's the idea and, and I think even though people would sign it would, would share uh, this project even though we don't get the, the new game first maybe it will give us remasters and, and remakes first mm -hmm. whatever happens i mean it's good for visibility of this series you know yeah yeah i agree i think i think so i think especially saga is is uh, really due for a, 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 an ag remake on current platforms i think it would be nice to to 
try. I've never played Panzer Dragoon Saga myself, so I would love to try it. <laughs> so I yeah, think it would be yeah. A I know a lot of people are, have not had the chance to, to, to play it, and if we had a remake, more mm -hmm. people could enjoy it. There is this uh, Sega Forever uh, currently uh, mm -hmm. happening. I don't know if you heard about it. Yeah, sure. They, they mentioned maybe some 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 day later they, they might port some Saturn games and and maybe this, the Panzer Dragon Saga might be ported this way. Mm -hmm. It would not be for me the, the the best way to do it, but at least more people would have a chance to 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 play the game. Yeah. So what what do you think is so special? about both Panzer Dragoon as a series and uh, specifically uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga to grant a, a remake or a reboot of the series and to, to be, you know, so something that new people would, would like to get into and something that would really sell. I think that the two most unique things in this series are the, the, the design, the lore, the the world that was developed in this game it was inspired by uh, by Moebius I don't know if you if you know this artist mm -hmm. it was a French artist who's passed away now but yeah. uh, but he inspired the first Panzer Dragoon and, and this design was was you know uh, the inspiration for for the series I think this design is really unique and, and to this day it's still it's still unique and it would be a a great, a great, uh, great world to, to develop on today's platforms with the, with the new technology. And the other thing is the music. I think the music, even to today's standards, is still so good. Yeah. If you listen <laughs> to the soundtracks, they are still, uh, still fantastic. I think it's amazing. It's amazing. It's a, all, all of the games have amazing soundtracks. So that's that's something that we'd love. We at Radio Sega would love to have. The first, the yeah, the first game had a different sound, but it was mm -hmm. still good. But it was a different sound. It was a different artist, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I love the music of all the games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what what you're uh, you know pushing for is actually a, a reboot of the story as well, right? So it's not like a well, sequel or a prequel, but you'd like to see a reboot, right? Is that it? Well, I, I'm I'm not really uh, how, how should I say I'm not fanatic about that. You know? I mean, it could be a prequel. It could be, I don't wanna I don't wanna you know uh, put too much barriers to the to whoever would be interested in producing this because the, the story is not for me to tell what should happen. Yeah, they should they should have uh, the liberty to do whatever they like, but. Um, I call it the reboot because it's been 20 years. Whatever you do today, it would necessarily be a sort of reboot because the, the, the industry has changed, the technology has changed. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you can't really... The it, only it game be, that have to be a, a little bit different from the first ones, right? Probably, yeah, probably. Because it's, it's been too long. Yeah, I can't. I can't really imagine uh, a Sega Saturn game being remastered because it can't. It can't be the, the easy process of porting the game. I mean, uh, the way those games were coded, it was for uh, complex hardware, and, and you can't. You can't really port them now. You you have to work from scratch. So, 
yeah. If you, if you do if if you work from scratch for these existing games, then you can probably um, have some uh, you know authentic uh, ports. But uh, but for a new game, I think it would be necessary uh, a sort of reboot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I think I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. So people can find this, uh, or where can people find this petition, Olivier? Yeah, they can find it on the... Should I give the link now? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's very easy to find. You just uh, type in your browser, concertragoonworld.com. Excellent. And, and then you will be redirected to the uh, petition on change. Excellent. So uh, there, there is... Uh, the, the, the theme here is five reasons the title is five reasons we need it we need a rebooted open world action rpg panzer Dragoon game so this is really well written i think uh and you you make some good points well, here thank you uh, uh, I've, I've done my best uh, english is not my uh, mother tongue but i've done the best okay. something okay. structured in five ideas yeah and something that, that i find interesting that you mentioned here is point number five the game would be fantastic on the nintendo switch so uh do you, th do you yeah. think that this is the best platform for a Panzer Dragoon game, or well, I, I, I don't, I, I know there is a, a console war, and I'm not into the console war at all. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, really, I have a, a gaming PC, and uh, I have a PS4 Pro, I have a Switch. I could, I could even have an Xbox. I have no, no problem against it. I'm just saying, this console is so versatile that. Mm -hmm. Being able to play a new Panzer Dragon in it would be fantastic, mm -hmm. especially if you if you remaster the old games. A, a rail shooter would be just perfect for the Nintendo Switch. I mean, it, it would be good on the PS4, but if you play on the go, uh, a rail shooter, it's just great. For yeah. whoever has tried the Switch, we will we, we'll agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I, I love my Switch, so I, I am really interested in having uh, Sega games on on the Switch. But yeah, um, maybe maybe a new open world game uh, would benefit from the PS4 or Xbox One hardware, though. But if they can make it on the Switch, awesome! I'll get it for the Switch. <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, as I said in mm -hmm. the somewhere in, on Twitter. Uh, there was this discussion about should, should this new game be realistic in terms of graphics or should it be artistic? Mm -hmm. and, and, and the result of the poll was that most people want to see something artistic. Oh, so yeah. you could have something very detailed that take advantage of, of the PS4 Pro power mm -hmm. or the PS4, simply the, the PS4. But I think the, 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 the main goal here is to do something artistic beautiful not necessarily very detailed okay so maybe maybe they can go the the legend of zelda breath of the wild route with, well, with well the graphics. You, that's interesting that you mentioned this because zelda breath of the wild is the exact reason i decided to start this campaign because um they they when they launched the game they they also uh, explained what what they did for zelda they uh, they explained that they had to think what they would uh, keep from the old games and what would they would what they would change mm -hmm. you know to, to break the conventions and and that's exactly the kind of uh, methodology that we, i think 
we should apply to Panzer Dragoon. What do we keep from the old games and what what do, what conventions do we break? Uh, I think that's what we should do for, for Panzer Dragoon. Okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's excellent. So, Olivier, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to mention to people listening to us right now and wondering if they should sign this petition or not? Well, uh, thank you for, for tonight. Um, what I will add is that uh, I have contacted the, the, the maker of the series, Mr. Ryo Futatsugi. Mm-hmm. Uh, started following the Twitter account, which means that I think he listens, he's, he's, he's still listening to the community. And one other thing is that You know, I'm making contacts, and uh, one of those contacts, which is a professional in the video game industry, uh, mentioned he would be interested in helping uh, funding a new Panzer Dragon game. So, doesn't mean it's going to happen, but he's interested is in, um, you know, uh, making contacts with uh, Mr. Futatsuki and see if he's interested and, and, and ma- maybe he could help funding partially this game. Mm-hmm. So. Just, just something I wanted to mention. People, you need to to believe in this project. You need to help sharing. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I have a, an account on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. So, whatever uh, social network you prefer, you can find us and share about the project. Okay, and you can find all those links uh, in the podcast description. Okay, so if you're listening to the podcast version of the show, just check out the description and you can find links for all these social media where you can find Olivier Olivier thank you very much again for coming on the show thank you for your time thank you all the best for this campaign and guys don't forget PanzerDragoonWorld.com that's where you can find this petition and go sign it and hopefully we'll get a new Panzer Dragoon uh, game very very soon <laughs> I hope so. Thank you, guys. Thank you again. And we'll uh, take a quick break now and we'll play the track that you, uh, you, Olivier, uh, picked for us. Uh, We're going to play The Unexpected Enemy from Panzer Dragoon 5. Okay, and so that's what we're going to play now. We'll be right back with the final segment after hours of the Sega Launch. Thank you.
What a great show, guys. What great content we share this week on the Sega Lounge. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Sega Lounge. It's been great. Thank you so much again to Ian Wall, to Olivier of PanzerDragoonWorld.com. Uh, thank you so much to Shedded, to a winner was you who is finally back with Memories of Sega. I hope you guys enjoyed all of that content and also our review of Alex Kidd in Miracle World 2. So as I said previously in, in another show, we're uh, working on getting all of our Radio Sega reviews on, uh, you know, as a separate feed for Apple Podcasts and, you know, Stitcher in, in our website. So if you want to listen back to our reviews or missed one of them in past episodes of the Sega Lounge, I don't want to get through the entire episode to get to the, to the review. Um, well, we'll have a special separate feed for our Radio Sega reviews uh, for you to check out and that will be updated as soon as we air a brand new review of a Sega game or a fan game or something related to Sega. Uh, that being said, we have our review of Yakuza Kiwami coming soon, so stay tuned for that. Coming soon, TM on the Sega Lounge. One last note before we uh, you know, end our show, uh, something that Olivier shared with me after we recorded the interview. Uh, so uh, the Panzer Dragoon World account on Twitter, so that's at Pan's Drag World, uh, that's at P-A-N-Z-D-R-A-G World uh, on Twitter. So if you follow uh, this account, um, you've probably noticed this, but to celebrate, uh, you know, getting over 200 followers uh, in, in this first month of activity. Uh, the Panzer Dragoon World account is giving away a sealed PS4 copy of Elder Scrolls onla Online. So if you would like to have that game to play on our PS4, the Elder Scrolls Online, uh, you can uh, retweet and follow, retweet the tweet uh, on Panzer Dragoon World, on the Panzer Dragoon World account, uh, and follow them to enter until September 30th. So after that, Olivier will give away the sealed copy, PS4 copy of The Elder Scrolls Online. So something for you to look forward to and to take part if you're interested in. So that's it. We have more shows actually on Radio Sega. Don't forget that. So after this one, uh, Radio Sega Live continues tomorrow at around 7 p.m. BST, 7 p.m. UK time, 8 p.m. Central Europe. So that's 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific, so Viper returns with the Topical Resort, something to look forward to as well. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow on Radio Sega, and it's going to be followed by Sega Mixer Drive with Rexy a couple of hours later at 9 p.m. BST. Uh, lots of stuff happening on Radio Sega these days. Don't forget the big, big, big thing, the big event. The release of our brand new album, Radio Sega Presents Collision Theory. And so let me just spend a few seconds talking about this. So it's been a great, we've been having lots of support. It's been great, uh, you know, sharing this new album with you guys. Uh, lots of love for for the musicians and for, uh, you know, the cause as well. So this is an album that we've uh, put out to support special effecting do a very uh, you know, amazing work with people who have disabilities they help them to play video games um, and that's that's not an easy, an, easy, an easy job to do so they need all the help they can get so that's why we decided to 
actually uh, try to raise some money for special effect with this charity album Radio Sega Presents Collision Theory. So in the past couple of weeks we've raised 200 pounds so far uh, at the time of this recording and I'm recording this uh, on the day that the show is airing so September 14th so we have 200 pounds um, by, donated by 48 people so that's not really that bad but we can do much better I hope and I, I believe we can do much better so uh, if you have donated already please consider you know donating again uh, you can purchase this album and you know, give it away to a friend just you know, this, like a, a gift why not it's a great album of Sega music uh, also if you haven't donated yet you have until the end of November to do that so that's something to consider special effect to great work if you want to learn more about special effect don't forget you can check out their website uh, you can go to specialeffect.org.uk and you can also go to radiosega.bandcamp.com to find out more about our album and to actually download it and uh, purchase it for the amount of money that you want it's a pay what you want system here in place for Radio Sega Presents Collision Theory 12 different artists 12 different tracks uh, over 20 games covered with this album uh, and the concept is simple to take one track from one game and to mash it together with a different track from a completely different game so that's why we have a, a diverse uh, you know such such a diverse uh, list of games we've covered here we have Panzer Dragoon we have Knights we have uh, Outrun Golden Axe Streets of Rage Echo the Dolphin Fantasy Star Online Sonic Adventure Sonic 3 you know lots of great music lots of great games as well we've covered with Radio Sega Presents Collision Theory out now and you can get it from radiosega.bandcamp.com don't forget donate and tell your friends about this spread the word we'll be delighted if you can join us in helping out special effect thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Sega Lounge we'll be back next week with another guest who knows who that is I sure don't, so we'll, we're still working on that. It's been a bit hard, I have to say, since I returned to get guests to actually show up and record the interviews on time or do it do them live. So, But we'll, we're, we're doing our best, and so we'll have a new show next week uh, for you guys to enjoy. Don't forget to check out our podcast as well. Um, and it's uh, radio, The Sega Lounge is available on RadioSega.net, media section, also on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other streaming services as well and you can subscribe to our RSS feed if you go to the website and uh, click on the shows page that being said thank you so much for listening don't forget to keep enjoying radiosega.net other shows coming soon radiose.ga slash shows to check out our full lineup of live shows and I will leave you with a track from our Radio Sega Presents Collision Theory album so you know which track to choose so many great tracks what will i play well let's play um, one of the flagship tracks i have to say for this album so this is turtle dove uh, with the amazing water on the moon hmm. yes it's streets of rage 2 versus sonic the hedgehog 3 which is in itself amazing <laughs> and this is obviously a slow moon 
from Streets of Rage 2 versus Hydrocity Zone Act 2 from Sonic 3. I hope you enjoy. I've been KC. This has been the Sega Lounge. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.
introducing a brand new album of fan-made Sega arrangements. Radio Sega presents Collision Theory, featuring 12 amazing tracks. by 12 talented community musicians. Mashing together two source tunes from entirely different games. Covering 21 different Sega games. And all for a good cause. Buy the album for a price of your choosing and support Special Effect, a charity focused on helping people with disabilities to enjoy video games. Radio Sega presents Collision Theory, out now. Name your price and donate for Special Effects by going to radiosega.bandcamp.com. <laughs> 